Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Today, I am joined by Lauren Galley. At just 24, Lauren is an award-winning teen mentor, a girl power expert, and the founder and CEO of Girls Above Society, a nonprofit that provides personal development, social, and cyber education curriculums for elementary and middle school girls. Her signature curriculum platform, Girls Talk, is designed to empower young women with confidence and cyber smarts to face the pressures of media-driven society we live in today. Wow. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much. You know, Lauren, so many of us, moms, grandmoms, aunts, uncles, all question and want to protect our children. The first thing when they are born, we want to protect. And I think you have, at a young age, addressed it. And the thing that intrigued me so much, and I wanted you to join us today, is I think that other young people are more inclined to listen to their peers when they're talking. Not only they're not telling them, they're sharing with them. And, you know, why is it important, do you think, today's media-driven society? And you kind of experience it, and maybe you can share with us why young girls, it's so important that they're confident, and, and how can we, as women, help to shape this ever-growing generation in a really positive direction. I think that so many of other women out there, older, younger, all ages, want to know how can we help? How can we address this media so that we use it in a positive way? Can you share a little bit with us of of what you've experienced, Lauren? Absolutely, and I 100% agree with everything you just said. Uh, It's actually kind of funny. I've I've given speeches and done girl talks, and afterwards I'll have uh, moms or teachers come up to me and say, you know, I've told them basically what you just said, and they, you know, roll their eyes at me, but you say it, and it's like they're hearing it for the first time. And I always say it's because they're not looking at me as a mom figure or a teacher figure. It's because they're looking at me as a peer, as a role model, because I established that from the beginning. So a lot of times it is kind of how you establish that relationship, which, of course, as a mom can be really tricky because, first and foremost, you are their mom, of course, And, of course, that's your number one job as a parent is to protect this being that you've created. And that can be really tough, especially with the Internet nowadays. I mean, you can tell your daughter you're not allowed to have a phone, but she's going to be using a phone, whether it's her friends at a sleepover at school. And I've had situations where moms will even have daughters that they say, oh, she doesn't have anything. She's on social media. We don't allow her to have a phone, iPad mom leaves the room and during girl talk she'll go well I do have an Instagram account I just log in on my best friend's phone and and so the approach I've kind of taken is that they're going to use this it's whether we like it or not they're going to be exposed to images of photoshop models reality tv uh bullying on social media if they're not um partaking in it somehow or the victim of it they're going to see it and be very aware that it's happening so once we accept that fact we can't single-handedly change that What we can do is um, change how they allow it to make them feel about themselves. That's the message I always tell girls. And really the first step to do that as a parent or an aunt or or even just, um, you know, a role model in a young girl's life, the best thing you can do is just have those conversations beyond, you know, how was your day? My day was fine. Okay, great. 
And I know, especially, you know, moms of multiple kids or working moms, you're so busy, like it's impossible to do it all. So what I often tell parents to do, and I've heard um, feedback that this has worked really well, is to just kind of have some set questions to where they can't answer, today was great. It requires them to elaborate. Like, tell me, who did you talk with at lunch today? Tell me about your best friend. Ask them, is there girl drama happening in your school? Tell me, what is the girl drama about? And yeah, sometimes it might not interest you, you know, and you might have a hundred other things you need to be doing. But I think when girls know that someone's listening, that they care, and ask them about Snapchat and TikTok and all of these apps that they're on, and just say, do your friends use that? What is that? And and when you show an effort to really learn about what's going on with them, I think they're a lot more likely to be open. And then things that, um, you know, especially younger girls that maybe they don't realize is a red flag, a parent might or, you know, whoever it is, my, an older person might realize that and go, okay, that didn't really sound right. And And if that communication channel wasn't open, you may never have heard that little tidbit of information. You know, you are so on target and so transparent and clear. And when it come, what's coming through over and over to me is that the Internet and technology have such an incredibly positive effect on things that we, we deal with, commerce and communication and the most mundane tasks of, like, your ba- our banking and our paying our bills. Of course. But those days are sort of long gone of, of, you know, back in the days when we were kids with a long cord that stretched across the hall closets so that you could talk in <laughs> private. And many people are smiling as I say that about who your crush might have been. But that's replaced now, you know, by the acronyms or the um, emoticons, as we say, um, that are used to kind of deliver communication that's missed um, sort of that human interaction, and you're kind of dealing with this. Can you kind of share what do these young girls have to say about how this is affecting, say, like their self-worth or their friendships or, like, expectations of them for their life? What are your thoughts on how maybe we can help these young girls and even young men kind of navigate through this? I think it's something that at all ages we're a little guilty of, especially, you know, the the more tech-savvy of us. Uh, It can be hard because, of course, you're attached to your phone, everything's there, and that is the easiest way to communicate a lot of times with busy schedules. But as I started traveling around and speaking to more young girls more and more, I realized that this is the only way they communicate oftentimes. I remember, and I mean, I'm 24, so it wasn't even that long ago, that the ultimate thing was having a sleepover because that was the one time you got to hang out with your friend for hours without school getting in the way or, you know, like that was your time. And now I hear girls talking a lot more about their Snapchat streaks and tagging each other on Instagram. And this is what their communication means. And I mean, they can feel bullied even by someone liking a picture that they're not in of a girl that they had drama with. I mean, the bullying can literally come down to you're not speaking to each other but it is such an important form of communication for them. And I started realizing um, this is a big problem for these young girls. And I'm a big fan of technology, like you said. I mean, I use it all the time, but I worry about these girls. You know, they are kind of in this first generation that's growing up from the time they're born or close to it with an iPhone in their hands and knowing how to use that. And so I do kind of worry about, um, you know, how is that going to affect their communication later on? I can even see that in young girls whenever I'll – And I get that sometimes girls are shy, but um, I can tell when I ask them questions in a group setting, you know, a girl talk about, um, tell me something you love about yourself or what does confidence mean to you? They're really hesitant because they're not having conversations about things like this. Their conversations are involving what everyone else is doing, what's happening on social media, maybe about celebrities, 
you know, they're not really having real conversations with each other. So that girl that they're calling their best friend, it kind of makes me wonder, you know, what is friendship going to become? And this isn't only for girls. Of course, this is for boys as well. I just keep saying girls because that's um, that's where my brain goes because that's what I deal with. But, yeah, this is for everyone. No, I, I actually I, it, I keep resonating over and over in every one of your discussion points today. You keep bringing up, which I think is so powerful, dialogue and making sure they're expressing themselves outside of social media um, because that's a different tone and rhythm. It is, and I mean, uh, not to get too deep or anything, but, you know, what life is all about is uh, looking another human in the eye and having an interaction, and, and these girls are very uncomfortable with that. And I'll, you know, of course, we don't have phones on girl talk, and I'll have them do activities where they sit across from each other and look each other in the eye, and they're not even having very deep conversations uh, they might even be talking about one thing that makes them really happy that they did last week. But it's really interesting to see how at first this concept, sometimes they kind of giggle uncomfortably because that thought is so bizarre to them without that kind of safety net of their phone. You know, if I feel awkward, I can look down and that's my safety net. And without that, I can tell that they're kind of scared. But of course, as soon as they do, at the end, I say, was that fun? Did that feel good? And they all have smiles on their face and they all say yes. So it's just a matter of kind of encouraging that interaction. That's so important. And uh, I actually started Girls Above Society, and I noticed right away that this was a big issue. And then I got into college, and I thought, okay, it's an issue with my peers as well, because I had friends that were graduating college, and they got great grades, and they couldn't get a job because they weren't comfortable interviewing, which, of course, that's a job interview is a scary thing. But there's that crutch of that phone, and most of their communication is done texting or through social media. And so having to express themselves and talk about themselves without being able to go back and edit, but in that face-to-face setting, for some of them was really difficult. So I actually, I got the opportunity to give a TEDx talk, and I chose that as my topic because I just felt like it was so important for all ages. And um, young girls, I have found, they're truly like parrots. They're like mirrors. I mean, what they hear, they repeat. And I actually did a girl power camp just last week. And uh, one of the girls said a phrase that I thought to myself, you know, you definitely have heard your mom say that before. That is not an eight-year-old girl phrase. So they repeat things <laughs> that they hear their mom say, you know. And they also repeat their actions. Sometimes whenever I'll talk to moms and you know, afterwards, after a girl talks up to me and they might say, you know, my daughter has a big issue with being stuck to her phone and not having those face-to-face conversations and not having a lot of friends because they communicate online. And the best piece of advice I would give in that scenario would be to lead by example. Put the phone down when you get home, if at all possible. Or, you know, leave the volume on and have it for emergencies. But if you show them that you're living that way, they're a lot more likely to. But I think we get caught up sometimes on our devices, and whether it's a younger sister, daughter, I mean, they're looking at us way more than we think they are, and they see that. And um, I even saw that with girls that I know who became young moms, and of course, they're 20, 21 themselves. So of course, they're on social media and on Instagram. I actually know a girl who I was uh, with her and her two-year-old daughter, and she picked up my phone, the baby did, and tried to take a selfie with it. And I was like, your daughter can't talk, but she knows how to unlock my phone and take a selfie. Um, so they truly, wow. Uh, wow. they mirror what they see other people do at, at all ages. And I think that's just a good thing to kind of remember, even the things that you talk about on the phone with your friends, and just kind of how you carry yourself. Young girls really take notice of that, and they want to be just like their mom or their bigger sister, whoever the their female role models are in their lives. And um, I totally see that in young girls and the way they talk and 
and the things that they do and say. So it's something that we can easily control. You know, we can control a lot of it, but we can control what we do at home or in front of them. And, you know, Lauren, when you are talking, I can't help but think, wow, you are amazing. And and I I do encourage everyone to listen to your TEDx talk because it's, it's powerful. And it's powerful because at such a young age, you are so intuitive to the needs of young girls who are journeying not that far behind you. And, you know, I, a shout-out to you because you've created Girls Above Society when you were only 15 years old. And can you just leave us today by giving us your best number one advice on holding on and spreading that girl power? Because I think that our listeners today, whether you're a young mother, whether you're a mother with a high school or college daughter, or whether you're a grandmother who's watching this journey, just the ideas and the resources you've shared with us that we can all help each other um, and use what is so powerful and positive in a positive way. Technology can be so positive and, and just medically and everything, but if anything can be abused, and I think that's where we have to be socially aware. So I know that congratulations again for this Girls Above Society and, and, and the fact that amazes me that a 15-year-old can start something like this. But could you leave us today with your one piece of advice of holding on and spreading girl power? Sure. Um, thank you so much. It's very nice of you to say. Um, I would say the best way to do that is just to know that, and this has kind of been my mindset, is sometimes and I think everyone feels this way with no matter what you're doing. Sometimes you feel like you're in a hamster wheel and you think, okay, I'm doing all this work. Am I really getting anywhere? Whether you're thinking that in your career, in your personal life, you know, we all have those moments on a regular basis. But it, it always, and it seems like it always happens when I need it to. You know, a girl will come up to me after a girl talk and very sincerely tell me, you know, you made me have more confidence. Or I've even had girls come up to me and say, I never realized it, but after talking about this, I think I'm a bully. And I'm going to fix that because of you. And and I always stop and think, you know what, that girl was brave enough or had the confidence or took the time out of her day to come up to me and say something. But for each girl that does that, there's got to be a, a whole number that just don't say anything, but that you really affect. And so that's kind of been a big part of my motivation is just knowing that most of the people you influence in your life and whatever you're doing will probably never tell you. But just know that you probably have. So whether it's in your career, with your kids, you know, especially like your kids are not going to tell you that, especially at a young age, to just know what's happening under the surface. And when you get those little glimmers or someone tells you that or you kind of see it, just know what's happening a lot more than what you even see. And that's definitely kind of given me the the inspiration to keep going and to know that what I'm doing is making a difference. Even if I can't always see it on the surface, it's certainly there. Lauren, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. And I know I'm speaking for so many of our women listeners that you have inspired all of us that at such a young age, you're giving back so much to society. It kind of encourages all of us to say, if we just did one little thing, what we could do to change the world. And I love your idea of girl power. So thank you again for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcast app and follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, and womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.